This is the Master on Hokanui, remembering Wednesday night country, 7 o'clock with Tiny and Nathan. Thanks for Regional Ford right here on Hokanui. Great radio show at that too. Our next guest will be a fan of that show I'm picking. Uh, farming at Mower Flat, James Ecker. Good afternoon, James. You'll be a fan of the country show. Yep, always a fan of the country, Andy. Um, yep. How's everything today? Oh, pretty good. I'm enjoying the weather. Um, I think everyone's just saying it just keeps getting us out of jail a bit further and it's always going to be a long winter. Um, we scanned yesterday, so we're now two blocks for two blocks record lows, but at the end of the day, you can't beat nature and you can't really beat yourself up too much because there wasn't much you could do. Were you predicting having a scanning the way it's gone? A few guys have said that as well, and it seems to be a bit all over the show depending on who you speak to. Yeah, no, we did We did basically know. We, we're feeding a lot of lucerne, baleage and um, grain down the bottom, but Look, it was just um, distant rain. There's no grass, and, you know, if you could farm on no grass, everyone would do it, so it is what it is, isn't it? Situation now for the time of year, like you say, you'll be pretty happy with it. Yep, yeah, no, we've sort of, yeah, the crops have lasted, and, you know, we just had did another feed budget up the top, and, yeah, no, it's looking good, and we can even factor in a couple of snowfalls, which I'm quite sure will happen at some stage, but... It's quite nice all of a sudden not having to panic about feeding your sheep because it feels like it's been about six months in the making. And the price of baleage seems to have corrected itself to what it was, say, uh, late April, May, etc., um, which is one good thing. And guys are just actually, well, like the price talking to sale yards yesterday to Sam Riley um, down at Lawnville, just saying how guys are actually after a bit of stock now because they may, they may end up with an excess of crop the way it's looking at the moment. Yeah, well, well, that's a good thing, isn't it, for everyone? Um, yeah, maybe the maybe nature's going to provide a wee bit, but I was uh, starting to not talk very kindly about Mother Nature there for a while. <laughs> um, so everything's going pretty good on farm stocks and pretty happy state on crops, etc., mate. Yep, yeah, we're feeding them as much as we can, but you can never put the weight on that you lost in a season like that. And sort of been a couple of hard years on the sheep so we're just doing our best we're drafting out like use about every 10 days like just feels like you're working really hard for it but you just got to do your best and and um, keep punching on with it as I say we do have as much crop as they can eat now so they're getting everything they can. Now James talk about doing your best the free trade agreement that happened last week with the EU um, you could argue that they really didn't do a lot of favours for the red meat and dairy industries um, considering what unfolded, great for kiwi fruit farmers, absolutely. But we're looking at a couple of the biggest exporters for New Zealand, and there was absolutely zilch in it for us. No, exactly. Like, uh, sort of getting uh, a wee bit of sick, sick of some of that stuff there. So um, interesting. So, add gross domestic domestic product, fruit and nuts is six point four percent, but the dairy and meat um, with dairy is basically twenty eight percent, and meat's fourteen. So. They've had a bit of a win for six percent of our GDP and completely thrown, you know, the, the rest of it away. So I mean, that was a bit disappointing. But there's a few bigger um, picture stuff starting to loom ahead on the horizon, in my opinion, Andy. It's just like some of that inflationary stuff. It's um, yeah, I know there's overseas pressure and there's definitely some overseas inflation there. So we'll, we'll um, say that yeah, but a lot of it's actually government made and. The way you get inflation normally in your economy is you basically sell more stuff to the rest of the world than what you buy back in again. So you're actually getting wealthier per person. 
whereas um, at the moment it's just basically government borrowing, devaluing uh, currency. So the, every hour you work is now worth less in terms of buying goods and services in the real world. And it's starting to get really frustrating now. I don't know what how you're finding it. Oh, absolutely. Like I do the weekly shop for the household. I do it on Sunday, and I'm noticing over the last couple of months probably going up an average spend for two adults and two kids. I work on about $200 weekly, probably gone up to about 220 230 just for the core core products you normally buy. Yeah, well, it's probably not too bad either. Um, a lot of everything, you must be being reasonably frugal. I just, when it comes to buying meat, not so much home kill these days, but you just pick where you want to get your meat from and just buy it in bulk, and it just makes sense. Um, but there's a big ticket item at the supermarket now, though. You look at these legs of lamb, etc., and they do come at a premium price. That's just the reality of supermarkets. Oh, definitely. And as I say, a lot of that comes back to that um, inflationary pressure that even on farms, you can even um, you can include the uh, selling all these blocks to trees and that as well. So you're just producing less. Um, and then so there's supply and demand, isn't it? Yeah. Really simple. Yeah, pretty much. But, I mean, we look at a town like Gore, for example. Um, I went to the dentist yesterday to catch up and just try to organise an appointment. This place used to have three full-time dentists at the moment. They've got one part-timer on there. They just can't get people to come to live in Gore and be a dentist. And this is occurring all throughout New Zealand, probably other countries too, if we're perfectly honest. But we're looking at it from a local viewpoint. And for a town like Gore of about, what is it, 14,000 people, of only three dentists, three or four dentists as it is, and the workload that people are having to cope with, it's astronomical. So my point of contention would be with the Prime Minister being overseas, saying how great New Zealand was, how about she went to a few of these universities and actually told people about how good it was to come and live in New Zealand being a dentist and actually giving them some incentive to come over here because we're looking at a big shortage. Ditto doctors. Oh, exactly. And that all comes back too as well. So that's lowering productivity of our um, entire economy. So once again, that just means that um, every hour you work, is, you're going to get less goods and services back for that hour that you're working. It's a bit like, so it's the same with the minimum wage. I mean, theoretically, you can do it tomorrow. You could raise the minimum wage to $40 an hour. It's no problem. But then inflation would just kick up and then everything would be worth more. So it's actually, yeah, the more that you can buy in New Zealand, it actually all comes from overseas. It's overseas money buying our products. Yeah. It was interesting, actually. I was having a look there, but we actually made a $5.4 billion trade deficit, which is absolutely disgraceful in a country like New Zealand with only 5 million people and such beautiful farmland and um, forestry and, you know, and smart people. I see the space, you know, they sent that rocket to the moon and we've got so much going for us and to actually make a trade deficit is is just mind-boggling, really. And, and, that, and that's where a lot of this inflation, once again, is stemming from. It was interesting. I was actually, um, I was having a wee look there in well, East Africa because it's what an interesting place there. But So I looked at four different ones, looked at Kenya, Zimbabwe, Zambia and Tanzania. So it was all about what their uh, exchange rate was compared to New Zealand dollars. So mm-hmm. Kenya was um, 73 Kenyan shillings. Um, Zambia, you got um, $10 to watch it. And then Zambian shillion, you got um, 1,450 shillings. So, you know, that would be our minimum wage would be $30,000 an hour, which is interesting enough. And then if you really cook it properly, you end up like Zimbabwe and they use US dollars. So they've actually got no control over their currency whatsoever left. Yeah, but Zimbabwe is a basket case, though, isn't it? Full stop. Yeah, well, and that's just by having ideals where you're um, not basically... They stopped exporting all their stuff because they kicked all the white farmers off to make it really simple. 
Um, and I mean, there's a lot of moral arguments there that we're not going to go, go into. But yeah, so basically they crashed all their um, exports and then all of a sudden, you know, kept raising minimum wage, whatever they wanted to do, and then they were worth nothing. So these are all big picture stuff there. But as you say, and then our government setting at the moment, it's just everything about raising inflation and making us poorer for every hour we work. Yeah, very valid point to finish on the too, mate. We'll take that. And, um, yeah, there's a lot going on. Hey, James, we appreciate your time as always here on The Muster, mate. Chat again. Uh, very good. Here's Andy. James Edgar there, farming at Moa Flat. He's dead right, too, regarding the inflation. And that's like farm gate inflation. Like, I think Beef and Lamb had a report come out not that long ago slating. It was about, oh, I think, in the early 10%, 10.9%, something like around that figure. Another individual came out and said, actually, mate, we're looking at about 12%, 13% minimum at this stage. So definitely something to keep an eye on going forward. Um, up next, this is a Wednesday afternoon. Joseph Mooney, Southland MP. He's up next. Oh,